I, I, what, what? God, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh my God. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm, uh, I'm coping. It's, okay. it's December and I'm struggling, but I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. I'm also coping. I've mm. on three weeks of this cough and it's like not relenting at all. So um, at this point, it's at the stage where it's just annoying to everyone involved. Right. <laughs> like at first, you know, you have the sympathy like, oh, you sound so unwell. But now mm. it's like, would you just stop <laughs> coughing, please? Um, it's mostly me saying that to myself. But I know I would be feeling that way if someone else in my family sounded like I did for as long as I have. So we're just assuming that everyone is equally as annoyed. Probably the cat. Oh, yeah. She really doesn't <laughs> like it. Especially she's on my lap and I'm like, dying. She's like, Wait, could you stop? Like, Yeah. So we are the Belladonna Watch Club. Come get cozy with us while we dig into iconic shows and movies that one of us has never seen before. I'm Lisa. I've seen the Gilmore Girls. And I'm Jenny, and I'm the Fresh Eyes. <laughs> I was thinking earlier that I can't remember the last time that I watched a show one episode a week. I like what you're doing right now. It's really hard. It's it is really hard. hard. Yeah. I've just become a binge watcher. Even of shows I've seen, especially of shows I've seen before, I just like three at a time, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this week, it's episode six. Of season one. Mm -hmm. This episode is called Rory's Birthday Parties, in which Rory's turning, I think she's turning 17, and Lorelai tries to get out of Friday night dinner to have Rory's birthday party at their house so that they can come the next night. Emily holds firm about mm -hmm. Friday nights being her night. Come hell or high water, they would need to be like in some sort of inquisition for Emily to, <laughs> to let go of Friday night dinners. And then she decides to throw Rory her own birthday party at their house, Gilmore style, while Rory and Lorelai move their classic Stars Hollow style birthday party to Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you thought. I really loved this episode. I mean, I'm only at, at episode six of the first season. But I really loved it. And it also kind of broke my heart a few times. Um, but I, it was so touching. We got so much, um, not just insight, but we got so deep into um, the relationships and the personalities and the history of Lorelai and her mother, Emily. And we see a lot of Rory and we just get such mature writing and such brilliant performances all the way through this whole thing scattered of course with just absolutely charming really sweet moments and funny moments um, of course yeah, I loved this episode loved it yeah this is I would say this is one of my favorite episodes because you get a full blast of Gilmore life and then you get a full blast of Gilmore Jr. <laughs> <laughs> the Rory's the, yeah. the Lorelai's the Lorelai's <laughs> life exactly um so at the beginning of the episode, we find out that, you know, they're going to be throwing a birthday party for Rory, they being Emily and, I mean, by extension, Richard, but you know he's not involved in any of any of it. And you could tell that Rory didn't really want to do anything for her birthday with them. Like, she's the one that's actually about to broach the subject at the beginning when mm -hmm. Lorelai ends up asking to move Friday night dinner. Rory starts, she's with about, and her mom's like, oh. I'm going to take the reins on this because she doesn't want Emily kind of like having to reject Rory or like have that difficult conversation with Rory. Mm -hmm. Lorelai's like, I'm the punching bag. I'll do it. Trust me. Um, I know how this goes. I know how this goes. And you can tell that like she doesn't really want to do her birthday there. So yeah, the, the episode opens at, at dinner, one of mm -hmm. the Friday night dinners. And uh, first of all, this... Um, Oh yeah, the post-its. Uh, this yeah, this practice of um labeling things with post-its, things that you want given to you in a person's will. Uh so Emily encourages Rory and Lorelai, I suppose, to go around the house and 
claim what they would like. And Emily's totally cool with this. Like, of course, this is a, a thing. I think Rory is pretty weirded out, but she doesn't say so. Lorelai is definitely weirded out. And at this dinner, the I think probably the biggest takeaway from this dinner is that she serves for dessert pudding. Ah, the symbolic which, pudding. Yes, which only seems to be a symbol for Lorelai. No one else gives a damn about it, really. No one even comments on it. But for Lorelai, this is a big, huge mm -hmm. occasion. Um, yeah, like she and... might as well have served Pop-Tarts or Fruit by the Foot <laughs> or something, you know? Like, it's just a very, like, childish dish, mm -hmm. I guess, which mm -hmm. is, like, exactly, you know, Lorelai's deal and Rory's deal. Like, they're just, they're both but teenagers. served in crystal bowls. Of course. <laughs> but yes, the the very important pudding. Mm -hmm. I love with the post-it thing how as Emily is ex explaining what this is, Richard doesn't think it's creepy. He's there on the other end of the table, like encouraging nods. He's like, oh yeah, like we're doing a really yes, good thing Yes, of course. Right you now. should like, have what you want. Yeah, yeah, he's super into it, which made me laugh because, you know, with the golf episode, Richard's like, Emily, you know, like this is, this is not cool, man. But here he's like, well, this is a perfectly reasonable activity for everybody to be doing. <laughs> My favorite line from that whole that whole post-it moment was when Emily is like, What are you doing in here? Like blah blah blah. She's like, Well, we're just getting ready for the big day, mom. <laughs> As they often do, Lorelai and Emily dominate this scene. And they really, really show us that they they understand each other very very well they know certain things about each other very very well and they understand how the other kind of maneuvers but to the point where like they can jab at each other in all the right places yeah. um and that it sort of it only allows for them to do that because as we learn by the end of this episode and the big big thing of this episode is emily revealing i don't know my daughter at all um but they they do know each other very very well but they don't you that's know it they know things. about each other's characters but not about their mm -hmm. lives like there's there's that they they, they know like sp specific versions of each other just in the yeah. same way that like you know i'm your mother and i i've changed your diaper and like and i know how you react to being stung by a bee or you know all of these things but it's been so long and and when you're between 16 and 30 whatever 30 I suppose that's a whole other lifetime and you become a whole new person and so so they, the the versions that they know of each other are are past but they're still stuck in each other's brain I think as as those old versions yeah well they use each other's knowledge like you were saying to kind of like get jabs at one another like they use it against mm -hmm. each other that's mm -hmm. what it is as opposed to using the knowledge to kind of manage the relationship yeah. they actually use it they like pit each other against one another using that knowledge mm -hmm. but we do get post pudding <laughs> we get another bit of an olive branch where emily shows some vulnerability by asking for help picking out a birthday present for rory and i have a clip here and it might be hard for our our listeners to see because the expression in here is is really important but you could hear it in emily's voice as well the vulnerability and the surprise. You might let me into your secret club just this one time and help me buy her something for her birthday. You're serious. According to you, I'm always serious. Okay. Okay? Okay. Well, good. I'll meet you at Damien's tomorrow at 3. Okay. And dress appropriately. Don't finish that sentence, Mom. Just, she's like, okay? Like, really? You're going you're gonna to help me? And then the fact that she put herself out there at all... And wanted to make the effort. Well, she almost so gets a smile on her face. It's yeah, she's pleased and yeah. surprised. And she doesn't approach it with, um, like, she doesn't resent having to ask Lorelai for her help or anything. Like, she just genuinely is like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I wonder how much, like, courage it took her to actually pick up the phone and make that call. Yeah, definitely. And then Lorelai is like, wait, what? <laughs> you mean? Okay. <laughs> Sure. And she's she's stoked for it as well. She's getting smiles on her face. It's just it's so I found it very, very weird, but I went with it. Like at first it was kind of jarring that like 
they're getting along. What? You know, just hints at getting along. Yeah. So they go to the store and Emily is picking out all of these very elderly things for her, like the hat rack. <laughs> Lorelai's yeah. like, yeah, okay, you can give that to her when she's the Queen of England. Yeah. Emily says, you're being very combative today. <laughs> Lorelai's just like, yeah, I had to do that to me or something like to that effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Um, and yeah, and so Emily's just like not putting herself in the shoes of a 16-year-old at all. And she's brushing off all of, of Lorelai's suggestions, which, by the way, that guitar purse was so cool. But not <laughs> Rory so cool, either, though. I feel. No, exactly. I actually, um, in an earlier scene, we see what, what Rory's wearing. And so far, we haven't really had many examples of Rory dressing in like her own style. Because she's mm. either in her uniform or she's dressed up for, for dinner right mm. and i really wonder it just got me thinking what is her style what how would she style herself and what kind of accessories would she wear um and she definitely would not i don't think carry that purse which i was just watching earlier has a label on it it's a moschino purse oh uh, oh very fancy mm-hmm. very yeah, fancy I, know, right? mm-hmm. I think lane would use that purse lane would like have the purse and hide it somewhere oh yeah oh, so absolutely. <laughs> you know in the sense where Two friends can have a similar taste, sure. But that's yeah. more of a Lane purse than a Rory purse, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Even the bracelets oh. that they do end up picking, I feel, aren't very Rory No. Either. No, I don't think so. We just see her in a lot of softer colors, I think. Even when she has chosen her own clothes, they seem to be kind of like knits and textures and cozier. And these yeah. bracelets are glass beads and, and vibrant. And Apparently yeah. they light up. <laughs> According to Emily in that scene. What? Okay. Um, yeah, just before funny. we keep going on, um, mm-hmm. I want to mention the um, the last bit that we get of the Friday night dinner. Um, clearly, so Lorelai knows what Rory's in for with this uh, Emily run party, birthday party. She She doesn't yet see trouble ahead. And so when they get in the car to head home, um, she just gives this great <laughs> lighten the mood, lightening of the mood. This great run-on joke that she just keeps going and she just pushes it and pushes it and she's having a blast describing um, what the party's going to be like. So, you know, Rory doesn't know what to expect and she's saying, you know, it's not going to be a big deal, will it? So, is this party grandma's having going to be a big deal? Not really. The government will close that day. Flags will fly at half-mast. Barbara Streisand will give her final concert again. Uh-huh. Now, the Pope has previous plans, but he's trying to get out of them. However, Elvis and Jim Morrison are coming, and they're bringing chips. You ask a simple question. Something great in this show is that, like, there are so many jokes and so many witty lines, but they're basically all delivered without the expectation of a reaction or of a response. You know, just about all of the characters, they know that they're funny and they just, they, they get it out and they'll keep going. But we don't need someone to, like, people rarely laugh at their own jokes in this show. Mm. Um, and it just lends this great sort of casual feel to to the show. And I love it. And there's no, like, big dramatic pause for the laugh track. They're just funny in their everyday dialogue without it needing to be, like, a punchline. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And the way that Lorelai just knows how to beat a dead horse on a joke is <laughs> admirable. Yep. Like, no, you know, it drives her mother crazy. And her daughter. Oh, yeah. Suggesting that she would buy Rory a bong for her birthday. <laughs> I loved that. Like, Lorelai. Yeah, so by by the end of this uh, this shopping scene, just by Lorelai's behaviors and shifts in behavior, it, it I'm getting the impression that this sort of time spent with her mom, it must mean a great deal to her. Not just the time spent, but like, but seeing her mom invest any kind of time and and accept any kind of input, it, it, it's it's visible in Lorelai that this is meaningful to her. Um, yeah, that's it. That she's asking for the input, that she's paying attention, that she's listening, that she's valuing her opinion and her, any of her just thoughts, words, mm-hmm. like the fact that she's mm-hmm. invested at all is is really important to her. And 
in the previous episodes, we haven't really noticed how much she craves that until here. Yeah, we already saw a little bit that, you know, she's felt she was missing out on her dad, on Richard, but we wouldn't have expected the same sort of thing regarding Emily. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think Rory, well, obviously Rory does not fully understand what this party is going to entail. And as much as Lorelai's joke was fun and witty, she should have fully prepared Rory for what this party was going to be. Like who was going to be invited, what the vibe overall was going to be like, almost black tie you know servers Mm -hmm. with trays all of these old people her classmates yada yada because (laughs) she gets to school and she sees that all of the chilton kids in her class have been invited to her birthday and nobody really knows is as revealed by tristan of all people these invitations look almost handwritten i don't think they are but they i would i I paused i paused the screen and they look like they've been written like Someone's held a ruler and they've just sort of like right? written over such the top. an awkward font. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've taken a screenshot so I could read out how horrible this <laughs> this invitation is. So imagine you're 17, you don't like anybody at your school, and they receive an invitation to your birthday that goes on the morning of October 8th at 4:03 in the morning. Emily and Richard Gilmore were blessed with a perfect baby granddaughter, Lorelai Lee. Please join us this Friday to celebrate this joyous occasion. Seven o'clock, black tie, optional. (laughs) You're 17. That's horrible. (laughs) And it has this like crepe paper, like fancy layer on it. Tristan is like being so creepy about the party. Like, can we, you know, happy birthday. Can't wait to see you there. Like, bleh. And then, or one of the other students, um, it's, well, she makes it clear that, that she's got it as well. And she says, another obligation party. So, like, all of these kids must get invited to parties like this. And it, it didn't occur to me until watching it again today that, like, this must suck for those mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how many parties, how many like formal events and things do they have to attend? I mean, you got to have a little bit of empathy for <laughs> for fellow teenagers as much as they might be bullies and rude. But like, ugh. And that's why like Lorelai hated it because it was, I guarantee it was like everyone in her class, they all got an invitation like that because everybody's rich parents use it to one up one another and you want to <laughs> rub elbows. Is it rub shoulders or rub elbows? Rubbing arm smacking wrists (laughs) butting heads (laughs) hip bumping (laughs) flailing fingers with other rich people you know like (laughs) networking basically they're using it to like show off and network with one another because there's like the shop talk that Richard's doing and it's horrible horrible so yeah they're all of her classmates are like complaining about how like who is this person my mom is making me go another obligation party and then Tristan is being like so creepy about it and Rory is just mortified mortified and this is where we see the Emily that Lorelai ran away from this Mm -hmm. whole situation post shopping Lorelai goes to Luke's and she's waiting for Rory. And I love their their um, their dynamic here. I love their exchange. Because she walks in and Luke immediately knows who she's looking for. And then they have this like kind of steamy almost moment with the chemistry and the sparks. She's not here yet. All right. Well, you'll have to entertain me until she arrives. Okay, Burger Boy, dance. Will you marry me? Just looking for something to shut you up. <gasps> I, 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 what, what? God, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah. the way that she was like, uh, like she, she was taken aback because it wasn't like, it's like a joke, but she was like, he doesn't joke that like I'm that. Too? No. Like, and it was this so, is blunt. so, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? It was 
Because he does not have his joke tone, does he? he <laughs> they do. But that is they his have tone. like. Is that yeah, like his a, always tone? It, it's his always tone. <laughs> he yeah. has no distinction. So like, how, I I I was floored. I think I actually had to like turn the TV off. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Stunned. Yeah. Yeah, and the way that she's like, like, obviously not into it because that's like a really big question, you know, and they're not dating and whatever. But she's like a little bit flustered by it because she's like attractive man who is attractive is saying what now and then well and she, you know she was she's used to giving out the sort of the flirtatious lines you know yeah, yeah. you know what's a da- dance what dance monkey boy or something burger boy <laughs> dance burger, burger boy, boy. <laughs> yeah and you know you're gonna have to entertain me like that's it's cute it's flirtatious it's that's what she mm-hmm. does as you've as you very well described um but she's not used to getting it back not from him so like, huh? <laughs> Just been fed with my own medicine, my own flirtatious medicine. What? <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then so they're there and they're talking and Lorelai is so excited and happy about the shopping trip that she had with Emily. And she even let Emily pick dresses for them, which mm-hmm. they alter and then... <laughs> Emily gets all mad because she's like, I thought there was more of it. (laughs) Rory doesn't want to tell Lorelai about the invitations and how horrible it is and how mortified she is. Which I get obvious though. It's not obvious straight away. It's just she's just not telling her. And so I'm kind of like, oh, why isn't she saying anything? Yeah, she just sort of fails to mention what happened with the invitations and things. She just is telling her, well, I had a Oh, interesting. And and it sucks. Because to me, it wasn't obvious. I was kind of thinking, is there something behind her? Interesting. Okay. Because I I saw the like calculations happening Mm. as, as like, because I think she was ready to tell her right away because she was like, my day sucked. Like, you'll, and then, then Lorelai gets into like how awesome her day was. And then I feel Rory Mm. like take a step back. Like, I can't possibly Mm. say this about Emily now because Emily's the reason I had a bad day. The next morning, it's Rory's birthday, and they go to Luke's diner. <laughs> and I just love this exchange between Rory and Luke so much. School today. Have to Latin test. Jeez, every day you have a test. When do you have time to learn anything to be tested on? Hey, wrong table. Since when is there a right table? Since the coffee cake I baked for you and the stupid balloons I blew up are at that table over there. You blew up balloons for me? Yep. Aw, oh, Luke, you old softy. I count to three, it's gone. Thank you. So sweet. It's so sweet. He didn't just, like, go and get a cake and, you know, or, like, a cupcake or whatever. No, a coffee cake. A coffee cake. Coffee cake. (laughs) that, That he made for her. And, like, I love that his face this entire time is just, like, disgruntled. (laughs) <laughs> like I went out of my way to do this uh, but it's, it's no like you better appreciate it instead it's just how he delivered <laughs> yeah like he's just and, grumpy and, about it but he's not actually grumpy about it <laughs> no no absolutely not he's just you know he's not gonna make a big deal about it at all no, no, no. but we see a little bit later he wrote on the balloons he literally wrote happy birthday rory on the balloon it's so sweet (laughs) he's so sweet and i like that rory just like doesn't react she's like what do you mean they're what do you mean wrong table like she just like gives it right back to him she has a bit of attitude in her in her response too which i think is funny because you know an adult telling you what to do when you're you're like, oh, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, none of that. <laughs> and she doesn't care that he's, like, barking at her about her stupid balloons or whatever. And she's like, no. Nah. There's a nice, like, give and take there between them. It's good. Yeah. And, like, you know, he cares about her so much. And, mm-hmm. like, he wouldn't do that for just anybody. First thing, Rory's birthday. She gets woken up. Oh, yes. 403. <laughs> A 403 wake up with the fuzzy alarm clock, the pink Mm -hmm. fuzzy alarm clock. She just lets Lorelai indulge in recounting the minutes, the by the minute story that she knows, you know, 
off by heart by now of exactly where she was 17 years ago today and she was in this position and she was you know given birth and she just Lorelai tells it in the most beautiful storybook way and charming and sweet but of course she tells the story of labor yeah <laughs> and how wonderful and magical it is and blah blah but they have a really really genuinely sweet sweet interaction and and a moment of like I I I think you're going to do great things and you're such a great kid and you're the best friend I could have and like as much as as much as Lorelai really you know goes over the top sometimes and she's very sarcastic and they joke around a lot still their moments of of love and their moments of like friendship and partnership are just so so true and so real and heartfelt and it just oh they're so good <laughs> they're so good I really love mm -hmm. that Rory indulges her in that yeah. tradition because, you know, a 17-year-old wants her sleep. She has to get up to go to school. And, it's you putting know, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and she's like, you know, mom, like, don't do this. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. But that sort of friendship is just like relationship goals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how realistic it is because it's TV, <laughs> but yeah. it's just so sweet and tender and respectful and nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that you're right. is there's, so much there's, fun. There's such friendship there as well as, you know, mother-daughter, but the friendship there is just so important. Um, right. And so before, before Rory even gets to school that day, before she, you know, once she started digging in, to the 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 coffee cake um <laughs> this is very embarrassing with uh with lane she spots very uh very um or discreet a very discreet exchange eye exchange silent exchange with dean mm -hmm. pops in shows up in luke's diner and luke as always is very straight about it uh i don't know if he knows i don't know if he's seen him walk them walking about together i don't know but, um, you know, gets a, a coffee to go and get, gets a, a, a cue from the, the balloons and cake and such. And uh, just as, as Rory would, would want, I think, he doesn't make a big deal out of it, but he mouths the words, happy birthday, on his way out. And you can tell that she just gets this smile on her face. That's just, that's, that's the amount of recognition she wants. That's all. She doesn't need, yep. oh, hey, I got a big invitation to your birthday party. And look at that. The whole school knows. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, Dean. Don't draw attention to it. Just, you know, offer the sentiment and that's it. And then he's on his way. It's great. Yeah. The door opens and, and Dean comes in. And you get this immediate like, oh, fun. Okay. There he is again. Like, it's mm -hmm. the way they do it. And it's literally just him walking into the diner. But I, you know, my eyes, I wrote down, my eyes lit up. I'm like, oh, yeah. yay, well, we get here. We get a nice musical cue as well. Just like yeah. there's suddenly like a little kind of da -da 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 -da, and then a bit of strumming and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> ding, <laughs> there's there's a whole tonal shift. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> He's growing on me, I have to admit. I wasn't so sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm just going <laughs> to... Leaving it there. So we get to the Gilmore's house and and Emily is in an absolute tizzy trying to get this party. And you could tell she she cares so much about this party and she wants everything to go well. But she's also horrifying. She's <laughs> like drill sergeant Emily. And you can tell she's really anxious and really frazzled because she's like barking at people for no reason. Like... Why are you touching that? Why are you touching that? Well, don't. I want those six inches apart. Get a ruler. Emily. <laughs> like, she doesn't give a chance for anyone to answer or explain or do anything. She's just, like, barking at people just for the sake of, like, getting that anxious energy out of her system. Like, she just yeah. needs to be, like, a yapping dog. Like, well, don't. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for your explanations. It's not important. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't stop oh, everything you're gosh. doing. Imagine that being every function. 
Like we've seen it once and it was too much. Lorelai yeah. had to live through it. Like mm-hmm. birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, Thanksgiving, everything that involved company mm-hmm. was, would have been like that. Literally every day because she has staff. Every day would be some level of that. <sighs> she is, though, shut upable by a genuine compliment from Richard. Because, again, she's fixing everything. She's fixing, controlling the way everything looks. She's she's ignoring pretty much everything that Richard has to say, any of his little comments or something. She's fixing his tie, everything, everything, everything. Until he says, you look lovely tonight. And it just stops her in her tracks. And she, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Like, isn't it, uh, it's so, it's sweet. so good. That That's such a, yeah, it's such a good, it's such a good moment for their relationship and for her character. And, you know, because it, it would just be so one tone if she was just yap, yap, yapping all the way through the scene. But, you know, just a yeah. nice little moment of just pauses and, ah, oh, great. And the way that he says it, like, he, she's probably expecting him to be like, Settle down. It'll be fine. Relax. Like, you know, like everything, you know, we've got it, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that it's like a compliment and he's mm-hmm. wanting to say something nice, I think it takes her by surprise. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about myself until now. <laughs> Only Rory and what Rory wants. Heaven forbid. Yes, of course. <laughs> and so this party is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Rory is again humiliated because her classmates are there paris is there tristan full-on like accosts her he sucks oh my god he's awful where does he get off having that kind of like just that that kind of attitude he shows up fully expecting her to just be like oh welcome to my party and thanks for coming and so like like swooning over him yeah yeah um i was not expecting to meet someone from lorelei's past uh, mitzi mitzi. <laughs> mitzi we meet recently divorced mm. uh mitzi who remembers lorelei as scandal girl <laughs> mm. i haven't and, seen you since your seventh month yeah <laughs> oh, she reminded me of these people that you meet in your 30s who um, they've, you know, they've lived some life, they've had some experiences, and they are so vocal about trying to work on themselves um, and acknowledging their behavior. And so she's she's describing how, you know, she's trying to discover where she's like jumping to conclusions and making assumptions and saying rude things much or saying rude things. Mm-hmm. But she just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've met people like this before, because oh, yeah. I certainly have. Who, I feel like, like sometimes I am that person, but not with like the saying doses. rude things. No. Like with the, this is what I'm doing to work on myself bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're also observant enough about yourself, self-aware mm-hmm. that uh, this is what I'm doing. And I am currently doing that. I'm actively yeah. doing that. Yes. Whereas Mitzi is just, just totally concerned with talking about how she's improving <laughs> without actually without actually doing it she's almost mm-hmm. using it as the like no offense line where it's yeah. like i'm trying really hard not to say rude things but have you heard from christopher lately do you, how often do you talk to him like are you oh, married <laughs> i'm trying Just really so hard prying, not to be rude. <laughs> so. and she does the snapping fingers to the to oh. one of the staff my god I, I stopped in my tracks. What? Oh my goodness. But I like, didn't even look up. She just like. Oh yeah. No, no. And she's, she is one of the glimpses that we get in this whole scene of this world that Lorelai wants to get away from and has got away from. I'm, I'm glad that we do get such a sort of a, a shaking introduction into what this world was like and what her past was. Yeah. Because we've seen the people who are much older, like we've seen Emily's generation and Richard's generation, but we haven't seen Lorelai's peers. We've seen, you know, the Chilton kids. And so mm-hmm. getting a glimpse of how those teenagers grew up versus mm-hmm. how Lorelai grew up. I think that was a really fun kind of glimpse into what Lorelai was contending with at school. Yeah. And so Tristan is being a creep. Rory is upset right from the get-go. And then Emily wants Rory to go like talk to 
a group of her school kids that are in, you know, the living room or whatever. They're like, who is that? And they're like, I think this is her party. Like, she just doesn't know who they are. No, and but we don't even we don't even recognize them. Nope, <laughs> we get this glimpse of like them. four or five kids by the fireplace, and we're like, who the hell are they? And there's oh, all dude. these old men giving her like envelopes of money. I'm assuming they're checks. And she's like, oh, who are you? This is just like a weird ritual of like you yep. go to a party, you bring a check, you do shop talk with the men, and and then Emily asks rory to like give a speech to all these strangers on her birthday like she's floored and Mm -hmm. loses it she flips Mm -hmm. out and even lorelei is taken aback she it's just like whoa rory like hold on like something's happening she flips out at at emily and then runs away to lorelei's old bedroom can you imagine Lorelai living in that room? It was insane. Well, I I only can because of the Echo and the Bunny Men poster on the wall. That's the only yeah. that's the only glimpse that I can see there. What you mentioned earlier was like when you uh, wondered about Lorelai not preparing Rory for something like this. Like, is it just an oversight of hers? Do you think, or like, because I really do wonder if she knows very well how these things go how these parties go is it just that she had enough uh faith in in rory that like ah rory can handle it it'll be fine or it seems like such an oversight of hers to just not tell her what to expect or maybe she maybe she was just so concerned with ah i'm getting along with my mother for a moment what's going i don't it 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 seems weird seems weird yeah i think she probably thinks that Rory can handle it. Mm. Um, she also seems really surprised when Rory does tell her about the invitations. She's mm-hmm. like, oh man, you should have told me that she did that. So I don't know if she realized how far Emily was actually going to take it. Right. But if she wasn't going to invite all of her schoolmates, who was she going to invite? Like, what What did they think that this party was going to be? Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible that they just don't, they don't know, they don't realize but there's certainly an element of it that Lorelai knew because when Emily in that scene that we just saw was getting ready, Lorelai comes in and is like candles six inches apart, right? Like she knows exactly mm-hmm. how these go down. Mm-hmm. So she definitely let Rory go in completely blind. Emily is there's... humiliated. Yes. Yeah. Rory there's so much ab- about this whole evening that... Lorelai knows how it goes. She knows how the event is going to be. She knows, or seemingly knows, what the what the businessmen are are going to be doing. They're going to be talking shop, and then they're going to like give you the envelopes mid sentence and be like, ah, happy birthday, Lorelai, blah blah blah. Happy birthday, Rory, blah blah blah. That's it. And she even knows how Emily is going to cool down. She tells Rory they're like, ah, it's fine. You'll apologize. She'll accept it, and she'll be over it. Yeah, and then we'll we'll move on, which technically is what happens. Like Lorelai knows the routine, but it's sixteen years later. It's different. Yeah, it's very different. And I think it was a little bit different this time too, because Emily didn't expect that kind of reaction from Rory, and didn't expect mm-hmm. to be spoken to that way from Rory. Whereas she expects it from Lorelai. I think it's easier for her to brush off Lorelai having a big reaction. Than it is Rory having a big reaction because we see, and this breaks my heart. Rory tries to apologize to Emily three, I think it was three separate times. And yeah. Emily just ices her out completely. She doesn't let her finish a sentence. She tells her to leave. She, it's so immature and juvenile. And 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 hurtful and intentionally hurtful. Like she's hurting, she's humiliated, but it's your 16-year-old granddaughter. Let her Emily apologize. speaks so much about manners and about oh, where are Rory's manners? Um, where are hers? Where are Emily's manners? Like mm-hmm. you have a party full of people that you respect. You you don't have the good manner to, you know, keep your cool or, you know, be be the, the bigger person. Maybe you can apologize. Maybe you can ask Rory, why are you upset? How can I, whatever. Instead, she's so, yeah, 
just she's juvenile about it. She's so, so stubborn and pig headed about it. And I just think it's uh, well, we see again, like later on, she's just she does not have the manners. But Rory, I think, really, really does. Even though yeah. she has that unleashing moment, she's still up until that moment. She's going along with it. And and OK. And she's dealing with all of these moments where she's very, very uncomfortable and unprepared. But she's pretty, you know, she 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 doesn't make a scene no. until she does. And then when she does, yeah. she leaves. She takes herself out of the situation. It could have gone on a lot longer than that. But she takes herself out of it. That is good yeah. manners. And yeah, the apology. She says, "I, Grandma, I embarrassed you in front of your friends and I'm sorry. Just like you said, she apologizes and it goes nowhere. No. And Emily, she has the wrong priorities. Like she has such strong convictions and she stands by her convictions, but they're the wrong ones. Like mm -hmm. they're not the ones that matter. And she thinks those are the things that matter because they matter to her, but they don't matter to like anybody else. So I have a clip here and this is one of the most infuriating Emily moments for me because it just goes to show how skewed and backwards she is. A villain now, is that it? I spent a fortune on this party. I spent days planning it, making sure that every little detail was perfect. The food, the linen, the music. And I did all this for Rory. Well, that's not what she needed, Mom. What she needs is for you to accept her apology and come to her party. That's what she needs. But you don't care what she needs. And I mm -hmm. love that Lorelai told her to her straight. Because who cares how much money you spent on the party if you completely disregarded what they actually want from a party? Like, that, the amount of money that you spend, the amount of time that you spend is irrelevant it's completely irrelevant and that's the part that she's taking she's like well i did this and i did that and blah 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 and it's like well that's not what she asked for it doesn't that mean anything argument. to the person who is your target and i feel like that that happens so much in in relationships in friendships in politics even where you know people are like oh well i did this thing and it's like but that's not the thing we want that's not the thing we mm -hmm. need like mm -hmm. just where you're not they're just not listening and they're not paying attention and she's like this is what i would want so this is what i'm doing because that's what i would want someone to do for me or i would want to do for myself where and they get all you know self-righteous about it when it's inappropriate for the situation <laughs> it was neat to see emily actually lose it we haven't seen her really flustered and like really shout yet um so as difficult as a scene as that one is to watch, her full-on shouting and arguing with um, with Lorelai and then screaming at her staff because... That was awful. Because, yeah. yeah um, she's not... She knows she's not actually screaming at her staff, but she is screaming at her staff, but she's not meaning to, but she is, but... Mm. Um, Imagine being the staff just like, yeah, packing up cheese and they're like screaming at you and screaming mm -hmm. at each other and you're just like... <laughs> like making eyes at the other staff like oh my god <laughs> oh Lorelai mentions again the pudding clearly <laughs> the pudding is weighing on her like it it must be something subconscious like because she's she's reaching and grabbing onto something that might make things easier her mom serving pudding I think she takes that as a as a as a sign that like mom's listening She's, she's coming she around. That, yeah. She knows that we like pudding and she'd only serve it to, like you as you mentioned, an, an olive branch. Just like a, hey, rec a little moment of recognition in the form of pudding. That would mean that she actually made a mental note that we liked pudding, which would mean she actually listened to something other than the judgmental conga line going on in her head and got over the fact that to her, pudding is hospital food and only acceptable when you've just had a vital organ ripped out of your body. Wow, that's some she had to take there. I don't think... Emily even realized that I, this is the part that I'm is it just all in Lorelai's head because I feel like I she's know. just looking for a sign she's looking for some kind of a, a symbol or a message of or some kind of a sign of of reaching out but I I don't think it was an actual intentional choice of Emily's I think it was just Lorelai reading into it I don't and hoping. I, I honestly don't know because Emily certainly approves the menu for the meals on Friday night dinners, I don't think she would say, let's make pudding. Like, that just doesn't seem like something she would do. So maybe the cook, maybe the cook was like, hey, I'm going to make this pudding. And Emily didn't naysay it. Yeah, I can't, 
really imagine that being an inattentional choice from Emily. You know? I think we would have had more more moments of her sort of acknowledging it. Because Lorelai brings it up a few times. She brings up the pudding a few times. And every time she does, Emily's like, what are you talking about? Why are you still talking about pudding? There's yeah. there was nothing here. I mean, I think Lorelai is desperate looking. for for the knowledge that Emily is trying to relinquish some of the the rule, the power, the not power, but to be less domineering of of how exactly everything is going to go and not letting any bit of like who Rory and Lorelai actually are into the dynamic at all like she's desperate yeah. to know that maybe she's changing mm -hmm. because they're coming more often and and they're trying to build that relationship i don't know that that's what's happening so i love this moment so it's the following day it's saturday stars hollow party coming up rory's going out to a harvard or a college fair and mm -hmm. just on her way out the door they're like getting ready for the party i just love this interaction with Rory and Lorelai so much. I'll be back in plenty of time to help you decorate. No, this is your party. You do not work. You lounge and mock those who are. Have I taught you nothing? Sorry. I'll try to be better. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I just love that where it's like, have I taught you nothing? She's like, sorry, I'll try to be better. Like, I'll try to be better. I'll try. <laughs> lounging around and mocking people who are putting up decorations <laughs> for me. Like, oh, sorry, mom. Like, complete opposite. A Contrast of how casual the relationship is. And another contrast is in this following scene where we get a surprise, oh my goodness, a truce with Paris. Totally, I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, what the hell? I was calling her Laura. Um, Lori, Rorelai. Rorelai. <laughs> Rory at this college fair. Um, she, of course, walks up to the Harvard table. There she encounters Paris, Paris. who stops her in her tracks. And, uh, oh, big scary problem. They both want to go to Harvard. As if that's even a problem. Like, come on, right? who cares? Huge school. But, like, <laughs> But they, they don't initially come to that. In, in, straight off the bat, it's a wait a minute, but I'm going to Harvard, but you can't go to Harvard, but this is my dream. But we've, my whole family has been to Harvard, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so it takes them a little while to get past the initial, like, no competition until they can finally agree through communication and manners. They communicate better than the adults do. Yeah, they do. They are, despite being instant enemies, they communicate they have their manners that they're like, okay, you be your space and I'll be mine. You know, it's a big place. And if we see each other, what will we do? We'll duck. <laughs> like, yep. that's their agreement. There's no fighting. There's no yelling. No one gets horrible. And then Paris, bless her, just before she's able to leave, she, um, she has to know. Are you dating Tristan? Like, I don't know where the heck she ever would have thought that from. Because, like, if you were paying any attention, they do not get along. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Right. Um, she doesn't like him, not even a little bit. But I, I'm glad that they actually get that out. So there's already there's clarity from the get go. It's yeah. like I'm not interested. This is not a thing. So we and don't have like to have more time for it to fester. <laughs> Ooh, no. Okay. Fine. You know, you have fun with that crush of yours. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that takes a huge layer of competition out of the equation. Yeah. Because it gives Paris like a huge sense of relief that there's like one less thing that she's going to have to fight Rory for. And mm -hmm. then she even says like, Hey, that was a nice party. And yeah. it wasn't for the record. Like does Paris not pay attention to anything? <laughs> but that's manners. That's yeah. the kind of manners that Emily would approve of. I think. Yeah. Well, they were raised from that kind of stock, but at the Lorelai's house, Oh my gosh, such a fun party. So I don't think we actually said this, but part of Rory's apology to Emily was inviting them to the birthday party at her house, which is so sweet. Like after having a, have, had a party like that, I would have been probably really embarrassed and needed more time to cool off. And the fact that she right away is just like, come to my other birthday party. Like she still loves them. She still wants them around. She doesn't like fault her or like resent her or begrudge Emily for like throwing this kind of party because that's just who she is and she loves her for who she is and so she wants them to be involved and come to her birthday party which is still very sweet I don't think I would do that 
<laughs> nope. I would just be like, uh, I don't really want to see you for another couple of weeks. Yeah. See you know. next Friday because I have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she invites them to her birthday and they show up. They actually show up and Despite right Despite initially turning her down. Yeah, that's true. They're like, we have plans. She's like so cold. heartbreaking. She's like, no, no, absolutely not. Like she's just so snobby. They walk in. I first they're like ringing the doorbell. And Lorelai's like, who is ringing the doorbell? This is a party. Get your ass in here. And then they walk in and it's Richard and Emily. And it's like, <sighs> room goes silent. Can I point out here, um, the top that Lorelai is wearing, uh, our YouTube viewers will be able to see this top that I am currently wearing, which mm-hmm. is uh, from the same line, the same brand, uh, Custo Barcelona. Uh, oh. This is a... Uh, a brand that shows up fairly often on Lorelai, as well as um, on Willow Rosenberg in the Buffy Buffy series. Um, uh, Lorelai is wearing a Custo Barcelona. Um, I don't know if she's got the, the the fuzzy sleeves like I have, but she has a little um, V-neck, short V-neck um, leopard print, furry leopard print collar. Seeing this in this episode just made me so happy because there's a little clip is in the, the opening sequence. And I was like, oh. Oh, there's a shirt. There's a shirt. So naturally, I had to wear mine today. I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. We're actually going to see the shirt just a little bit in this clip here. So they come in super awkward. And immediately you've got Miss Patty coming in and breaking breaking the tension. And she is gunning for Richard. She is having a blast. God, you're a tall specimen of a man. Must be all that good air in Hartford. (laughs) mom dad can i get you (laughs) and that's all that i wanted to point to say that she's like in hartford (laughs) that's like weird like breathy like you're a tall specimen of a man even just calling him a specimen makes him somehow like you want to grab at him like i don't know (laughs) it's a different kind of maybe not manners but different kind of uh welcoming like well manners if you want to talk about manners and being a good hostess rory is a magnificent hostess just in the first moments of them being there straight away she's up she's over grandma grandpa thank you so much for coming to my party and look i'm wearing the bracelet that you got me i'm so glad you're here and like this is everybody everybody these are my grandparents like Straight away, boom, boom. When she's in her natural space, she's a brilliant hostess and she's comfortable. And I'm hoping that that Emily in particular can see just how wonderful and charming a granddaughter she has. Like right? this and is what she this is what she could have done. You can't put her on the spot and expect her to talk to a room full of strangers. But if she is introducing people that she loves and respects to a group of people that she loves and respects, she can do it beautifully. It's so, so, so good. And then, yeah. of course, supplemented further by by Miss Patty and her just yeah. brilliant, like, I'm just going to ooze compliments for you. And, well, it's just such a, a shining, uh, shining, what is it? yeah, tallest specimen of a man. And, yeah, it's compliments. She's complimentary, but yeah. maybe not quite um, as well-mannered as Emily would expect. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just, just so mad about Emily being like, your daughter has no manners and your daughter, like this entire time it's been my granddaughter, my granddaughter's birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden she doesn't like what she's saying. So she's like, your daughter is being like you, blah, blah, blah. Rory is the kindest, sweetest, most polite teenager on the face of the planet ever. And the Mm -hmm. fact that suddenly she's like attacking her character, mm, 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 mm. which like, it's just fully untrue. And I hate that. I hate it so much. What I I do like about Emily is that as much as they show up and they're initially seeming very uncomfortable, she doesn't hold back on 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 praising Lorelai's party at all. So agreed. She gets yes. right into like I I feel like just based on how how petty both of them are, I'm always surprised when they're not being petty. And so this is amazing. I just tried some of those hors d'oeuvres. They're unbelievable. Who is your caterer? Suki. What's a Suki? That's a Suki. Hi. Suki St. James. I love it. The fact that she was like, not just like, oh, 
the food's really good, but I'm not going to tell her because I'm angry about the party or whatever, you know, like she's just open she comes and in with energy. Suki, I'm Suki. And she goes on to like practically try to offer Suki a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Totally ignoring that, uh, you know, she has a job. She has a full time job. She works at, at the, the inn. inn. All of my all of my friends, they'll want to hire you and, you know, you'll be booked in till Christmas or whatever. <laughs> Remember, I discovered you. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm discovering. I have a job. Like, I've been discovered. <laughs> I've been reviewed, like, by this critic. Like, and I adore, adore Richard coming in and, like, inspecting the house. Like, oh, this chimney doesn't seem structurally sound. Like, like first of all, Richard is not a man who does manual labor. I don't know if he knows what a structurally sound chimney looks like. No, but he comes in and he, 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 this party is such a success because it allows everyone to sort of socialize as much or as little as they want to or need to. There's like, there's a bedroom that they can go off to. There's the porch that Richard eventually takes to with reading matter. Rory, mm -hmm. of course, being the brilliant hostess comes out and brings him a magazine. Like, okay, maybe Richard is not the kind who's like, totally gung-ho to sit with a bunch of chatty strangers and and you know whatever which fair enough he doesn't have to be but he doesn't make it anyone's problem he finds for himself he finds some comfortable space for him to be still be present but you know i'm gonna scoot out on onto the patio instead and then we learn that that's the first time that her parents have ever been to that house ever right. yeah. and that's a huge deal because they've been living here like for over 10 years, like at mm -hmm. least. So they were saying, or Laurel, I mentioned how I guess they lived at the inn for the first couple of years when Rory was a baby. And then they've moved into that house after that and they've never been there. So this is huge. Mm -hmm. And then we really get to the part where it's also heartbreaking in a different way because Emily is realizing how much of her daughter's life that she's missed out on. She has no idea what's happened in her life. You know, at one point, Lorelai broke her leg and she had no idea. And Lorelai says, you know, mom, if I'd been really sick, you would have known. But like a cast, that's like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of somebody's life. Like not knowing mm -hmm. that something like that happened where like a mom instinctually, like my instinct would want to be like, I need to be there for her. I need to help her. I need to make her meals so that she doesn't have to stand up and cook. Like I need to take care of my injured baby. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea that any of this stuff happened. Like she's learning that Rory did ballet. She mm -hmm. is meeting Luke. She's getting these <laughs> wonderful, warm stories from people who really know Lorelai and Rory. And they're sharing their stories like friends and kind people do. And it's such a, oh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a little bit heartbreaking of they're sitting in the living room around the coffee table and exchanging these stories and remembering when Rory was 10 years old and the fairy ring, she thought this ring of mushrooms looked like a fairy or something. Um, and, and Emily's just in the armchair. She's there listening. And then she reaches a point where she's just had enough. And so she leaves without making a big deal. She leaves. And goes upstairs and yeah and arrives in in Lorelai's bedroom and she is now in Lorelai's most private and personal space and she sees all of these things from a, a life that she's never she doesn't know anything about those are there's such hugely important years and that that make a person from age 16 I guess she left she left when she was 16 that was her last birthday party. Yeah, her last birthday in the in Emily and Richard's house was um, was her sixteenth birthday. And and like again, they they know things about each other. Um, because yeah, you mentioned Luke arriving, the Ice Man. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets a great big embrace almost from um, from Lorelai, and Emily witnesses this, and she picks up on Lorelai's expressions. She's got mm -hmm. a big smile on her face and she's giggling. And so Emily knows her daughter's behavior in a way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know her daughter. There's so yep. much that she doesn't know. And it's such a weird to know somebody so well, but also not. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really hard to reconcile because mm -hmm. you think you know them because you raised them and 
you were there for that, like so much of their their lives. And you know, like I said before, like you know their character, you know their personality, but you don't know the details. And it's just so weird. That would be really mm-hmm. hard to. It would be so dissociated. Like I don't know. But I have a clip here of. I think this is one of my favorite clips from the show, like at large, <laughs> because I just this interaction between Lorelai and Emily about Luke. I'm with the ice, Luke. How long have you been seeing him? Luke? I'm not seeing Luke. He's uh, just a friend. Mm-hmm. Mom, I swear, Luke keeps me in coffee, nothing else. He seems to like you. And you're judging this by what? By the way he looked at you. Which was how? Like you were about to give him a lap dance. <laughs> Mom, you did not look at me like that. You're pleased. What? You smiled. You're pleased that the Iceman looked at you like a porterhouse steak. I'm smiling because you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're smiling because you love it. (laughs) Yep. Because he looked at you like a porterhouse steak. (laughs) That's such a you line. Oh my gosh. I know. I love her. I love her so much. I have to say, um, when Luke arrives and he's like holding the bags of ice, um, and she he very quickly gets introduced to to Emily, instead of saying like Hi, hello, good evening. He says, "How do you do?" <laughs> like, okay, little little formal Luke put on here. The American charm, mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. boy, ma'am. <laughs> at at the end of that scene uh, of Lorelai and Emily in in Lorelai's bedroom, there uh, there are just about tears in Lorelai's eyes. They're so glassy and shiny, and like, God, what a thing! What a thing to have to have her in your bedroom and you're talking at that you're actually they're for one they're not screaming the previous yeah. scene where it was just the two of well not just the two of them but when it was the two of them in in a room together they were screaming at each other and now they're actually talking maybe like mother and daughter you know they're talking about personal things and about knowing each other and some really sentimental things and Great scene. emily could easily be approaching not knowing these things with anger and hostility and and resentment but she's seems genuinely curious about luke like she's not just like well why haven't you told me that you're dating this guy you know like she's like oh there's a man like she's happy because it's sinking yeah and it's sinking in that like this is this is all stuff that she doesn't know but whose fault is that Mm -hmm. and she has a whole life outside of Friday night dinners, like an entire mm-hmm. town full of people who know her, who interact with her on a daily basis, who actually mm-hmm. are involved in the real way, not the staged formal, we are set up at dinner and have to have a chat and then we leave. Mm-hmm. And she's not part of it at all. And yeah, when they get back in the car after the party, she's like, she's gutted. She's devastated i as i would be yeah yeah out, outright says i don't know my daughter at all mm-hmm. but then we get this great scene to wrap it up we have our dear friend richard who's been reading cosmopolitan magazine on the porch <laughs> rory brought it to him saying outright like i think like i know this isn't the wall street journal but here you go and it's cosmo mm-hmm. and he's doing a quiz to find out what season he is lovely party I enjoyed the reading material immensely. So what's the verdict? I am an autumn. Interesting. Isn't it? It's so genuine. Like, he's not teasing her. He's like, wow, this is very interesting. Again, there's manners. Manners yeah. and politeness. Like, he, I think he starts that with saying, like, a, a, a very enjoyable, very pleasant party. Mm. He had a good time. And he says so um he enjoys the reading material thank you and he's just he's making it work for him he i think the only person who has not displayed good manners this entire episode really is emily who's the only one that goes on and on about manner tristan and tristan of course well, (laughs) (laughs) that does not wrap up rory's birthdays because the very very last scene Mm lorelei is doing dishes and looks out the window And then she sees Rory and Dean having like a secret little interlude where Rory thanks him for his like discretion, basically, of like, thanks for meeting me like this. And she doesn't want to be really public with her 
her crush on Dean yet. Mm -hmm. And he gives her a birthday present. And they're like, it's better this way. But Lorelai sees the whole thing. And you see that she's gutted. Oh, this is visibly just stunned and like, whoa, this is something major about my daughter that she has kept totally silent about from me. Yeah. And like Lorelai like steps away from the window, but she can't pull herself away. Like she's watching and she's like, what is happening right now? And you could tell that she's just like, this isn't, this is planned. He knows it's her birthday. He's brought her a gift. Like they have a relationship going. They have like a budding relationship and and they hold hands. And I like, gasped. Who is like <laughs> who is this is guy? Happening? I've never seen him before. Mm-hmm. He's at my house talking to my kid. Like, what's happening? Rory's got a smile on her face. She's got a bracelet on her wrist now, like on her other wrist. <laughs> and yeah, and they're holding hands. How sweet, how slow they took that. You know, like he's, okay, he's got his hand near hers. He's tying up the bracelet and he just sort of tests it. And then they, they, they link fingers and they, they link hands and it's okay. They've got such, such, they've got such a matched pace with each other. And mm-hmm. I love the contrast. I'm intrigued to see like, where this goes. Dean's respectful approach versus Tristan's like insane arrogance oh approach. What does he want? What does I know, he it's want? Weird. This is, he doesn't want I to don't... date her. So like, what is this? He's like, I'm, I'm in love with you, Rory. Like, you know that he's lying. Why is he lying? Like, what is the point? Ugh. Don't know. But Dean is so sweet. And some guys, you know, would be like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I don't want to. Like, why won't you invite me to your birthday party? I thought you liked me. You know, like some guys would be defensive. Oh, and, definitely. And, and defended and all of that stuff. And. He's he's rolling with it. He's like, okay, she's nice, and this is what she wants, and that's okay. And I made her a bracelet with my own two hands. I drilled a hole in this medallion, <laughs> cut some leather. Like he makes it seem so casual. You're like, dude, mm-hmm. you made her a bracelet, boy. Like I don't fully remember how this goes, but like just knowing how Lorelai handles things with Rory when they're not going exactly how she expects it to. I don't remember the transition and like how things happen, but like you know that Lorelai is not necessarily going to handle that well that witness witnessing that scene she's already said several times like but you tell me everything mm-hmm. we we talk about everything together why didn't you tell me you should have told me this why didn't you tell your mom you could have told me yeah i don't think she's used to like the teenage level of privacy that Mm-mm. is perfectly natural and rory is just being a normal teen she's actually not there'd be a lot more <laughs> secrecy and fighting and drama i'm sure if she oh, was a normal very teen. probably yes <laughs> but we'll see we'll see how it goes that's us <laughs> that's us we have been the belladonna watch club thanks so much for joining us this week um as always uh you can find us on youtube on thursdays and uh listen in wherever you stream your podcasts Bye-bye. bye bye bye